This is the qualified. The qualified. The qualified. The qualified. The qualified with Ryan Huff. What's going on, Qualified Family? Hope you're having an amazing day as always, and welcome back to The Qualified, where the ultimate goal is to empower you to chase your potential and live a life that makes a positive impact. Y'all, thank you so much, very much for listening. Merry Christmas as well. It is the 20th of December. This Saturday is Christmas. I love Christmas time, y'all. It is my absolute favorite holiday of the year, and um, absolutely love it. Fun fact, actually, in May of 2022, your boy is going <laughs> to... <laughs> Your boy is going to start recording a, uh, a Christmas album, like a little Christmas EP, exclusive pr- 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 exclusive production. Is that what that means? I think that's what it means. I could be wrong. Probably am wrong, but it's all good. Um, anyways, your boy is going to be recording a Christmas EP. That is right. We are going to be releasing a Christmas album next year. Starting So I'm starting uh, voice lessons. Um, in May of next year. And then uh, with this amazing woman who I got in touch with um, through another mutual friend and uh, aiming for a November release for the Christmas album. So probably call it like the qualified Christmas. I don't know. Probably not. But <laughs> anyways, I'm, I'm super elated, bro. It's going to be like three, probably three covers and at least one uh, custom song, um, original song. Uh, that all I've written. So fun fact. So there we go. Anyways, welcome to the qualified. Hope you're having an amazing day. Thank you so very much for listening. Um, Trust you're having an amazing week. And uh, if you're not having an amazing week or maybe not an amazing day or maybe not an amazing year, I hope this episode adds value to you. So I hope this uh, improves the quality of your day just a little bit. And by the way, whatever you are going through, maybe this is for someone, maybe it's not. Whatever you're going through, keep going. All right. Difficulties always go away eventually provided you don't stop provided you don't you know just give up and quit it always will get better seriously focus on growth growth is the only guarantee that tomorrow will be better all right so just whoever need to hear that just keep going hopefully hopefully that's for no one but if it is for someone there's that so yo welcome to the show Um, before we get started now, the reason this podcast is called The Qualified is because I believe we are all qualified to make a difference with this beautiful gift of life that we've been given However, there's a massive difference between having potential and actually going out there and doing something with it, right? That's when this show we discuss topics, ideas, strategies, things I've done in my life, as well as things of inspiring guests that they've done in theirs that have helped to make a change. And my hope is that something that is shared uh, inspires you and empowers you and ultimately encourages you to start living the life that you were called, that you're qualified to live, right? To start living the qualified life, because I can promise you. It is going to be impossible for you to feel great about yourself when you're not performing at a level that you know you're capable of performing at, right? I know that to be true in my life, you guys, and I'm confident you know that to be true. When you're leaving potential on the table, when you're not doing the things that you know you should be doing, it's going to be impossible for you to feel great about yourself. It doesn't matter how many followers you have that try to, you know, on Instagram or social media, whatever, that try to, you know, cheer you on saying, oh, girl, you're doing great or oh, guy, you're doing great or whatever have you. Doesn't matter how many friends, you know, quote unquote, try to, you know, encourage you and empower you and uplift you and affirm you and whatever negative uh, thing you're doing. Dude, whenever you know your potential, it doesn't matter what people say, you know where you're capable of being at. So tell yourself the truth. The truth that has the greatest ability to set free oftentimes has the greatest ability to defend as well. So just be aware that it might hurt a little bit. But I promise you, though, it hurts even more whenever you're not doing the things that are moving your life forward. So I want you to become the man or woman God created you to be. And um, I don't want you to get to your deathbed thinking there should have been more. So qualified for an amazing life. 
So don't settle for less. Let's rock and roll. Y'all, um, before we get started in this show, I got to remind you, this podcast is absolutely free. We're not going to run ads on this show. So that being said, the only thing that I do ask is whenever you get value out of it, whether it's something that I say or a guest says as well, this episode or any other episode going forward or behind, share it out. You know, whenever it comes up in conversation, something that you're putting into your old noggin that uh, is helping you, you know, improve and get better, share it out. If you know someone that might benefit specifically from this episode or another episode, share it out. All right. That's only, that's how we grow the show. It's all organic. And uh, if you get value out of it, then share it out. All right. It's a value added proposition. And if you don't think the show is good, then don't share it out. All right. So it's <laughs> fair enough. But if you uh, get value out of it, share it out. And uh, especially if you're leaving, listening on uh, Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star review as well. So greatly appreciate that. Let's go ahead and open up with a quick word of prayer and then we'll get this show rocking and rolling. Father God, thank you so much for this amazing day. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to be able to talk with this amazing person on the other side of my voice. And Lord, I just pray for that this conversation would be empowering. It would be uplifting. It would be life-changing. And it would give people the tools necessary to navigate relationships better. And Father, I just pray as well. I pray Exodus 412 over me that you would speak through me, Father. Give me the right words to say. Things that you know I have in my notes here that I'm confident will be of value, but I, Lord, anything in addition to that that I wasn't thinking of saying, I pray that you would give that to me as well. And Lord, I pray ultimately this conversation would empower them to chase their potential and live a life that does make a positive impact. In your name I pray, amen. All right, y'all, so um, we are talking about great qualities to look for today. So basically great qualities to look for and so on to date, great qualities to look for and so on you'd like to marry, whatever, all right? Now, I'm basing this conversation off the fact that if you've been listening to the series already, if you haven't, I would highly encourage you to, after you get done with this episode, to listen to the first episode in the series called Laying the Foundation, all right? This is going off of the fact that we've already kind of started to lay that foundation, all right? These are just qualities to look for in addition to that, or maybe qualities to look for as you navigate finding out whether or not their foundation is strong too, all right? So um, within within them, but also within yourself, because the, you know, foundation goes both ways. We want to make sure that whenever we come become one, that we have a strong foundation on both ends that we've already laid down, all right? So um, I started talking about something else. I've actually, uh, you know, <laughs> fun fact, don't always get it right in the first take. I was recording initially and it didn't, wasn't flowing that well. And so, and I was saying, I, I started off saying something differently that I was, that I've so I'm going to share this episode, but I want to share it differently. So that being said, uh, this is the second take on it, but I really want to open up with this as one of the best, uh, one of the best qualities to look for. Um, now, this might come with time. Um, it might come with the willingness to open up, your, open yourself up for this sort of thing. But I think one of the biggest things to look for, and by the way, full transparency, you guys, I find it particularly ironic that during this series as well, um, I'm actually getting to know this incredible woman as well. And I'm kind of, <laughs> it's funny, I'm actually kind of navigating what I'm talking about while navigating with her and it, this, it there's been dude it's been an absolute blast this woman has not been an absolute blessing i hope it i definitely hope it leads to you know getting into a dating relationship and then getting into you know ultimately pursuing marriage and and you know wifing her up and whatnot going to do great things for the kingdom but either way uh, we've both been talking about this we both gained a whole lot tremendously regardless of that fact so um and actually, as well, if you're someone who's listening to this and and, and you're praying about that, I pray for I pray that I ask that you would pray for us as well. Um, it, it's just it's something that I'm definitely excited about, definitely elated for. It's new territory for sure. <laughs> um, and like finding someone who has all the qualities and has like the foundation and such, and uh, 
we've been having a lot of great conversations, challenging conversations, but ultimately growth is is what it's been characterized by. So it's been an absolute blessing. There's we've we are both of the same of same view that there is a tremendous potential here as well, but we're just taking it very slow and um, you know very appointed as well and working through stuff and such. So it's very great. But if you could pray for us in that, that we would navigate it with wisdom, navigate it with keeping God first. I would, uh, I'd greatly appreciate that too. And um, anyways, just felt like sharing that out there. But yeah, one of the things that I love about me and this woman and I in particularly is our willingness to have difficult conversations. And honestly, you guys, I think this is one of the things that I would challenge you with is not shying away from difficult conversations. Now, I say this with the caveat that it's easy to navigate these sorts of conversations after you've already laid the foundation um, uh, for like your all your like core values are aligned, right? It, it makes it easier whenever you do that because you can come back to, all right, we're gonna find a way to, to get, get through this conversation to come to a great outcome or whatever have you because you see the potential in them, right? They see the potential in you. And you can kind of come back to that as your like guiding star, if you will, right? So that's why laying the foundation in my mind is so important because if you have difficult conversations or you do something out of character, whatever have you, you can come back to that. Like, all right, listen, I messed up. Obviously own it, take responsibility, and then continue moving forward. And we not such, right? But I would I would encourage you a great a great quality to look for. We'll just start off with this. A great quality to look for is their ability to have difficult conversations, right? And one of the things that I really love about us more so, and I'm talking about this girl, this woman that, I'm, that I've been talking to, is that whenever we do have these kind of conversations, um, and what's, what's and like, for instance, what's a difficult conversation? Um, like, uh, like how someone communicates, right? Like, for instance, there was a great, there was a conversation that she and I had recently where, um, where like, uh, like <laughs> I, 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 had, I had said something and done something and whatnot, and it, it got t- kind of k- taken out of context and whatnot, so, right? And it wasn't exactly what I had intended to communicate. She saw it one way, but I saw it another way. And so we had to like, you know, figure out how to navigate through that. And ultimately it came to a point where we kind of dis- agreed to disagree in one point, but here's the thing we were able to then more understand the other person's viewpoint, right? We're able to more understand where they were coming from and how they viewed that based on past experiences as well. So um, one of the things that I love about us is in, the, in that sense is that every time that we have a difficult conversation, because we've had several now, and <laughs> but here's the thing, every time that we have these, I, the thing that I love most about us is that we never attack each other's character. We never, you know, throw insults at each other. We never say, well, you always do this or blah, blah, blah. No, we make a point of listening. And I think it also comes back to, we, we make a point of like being silent. When we need to be silent, you know, collect your thoughts, those kind of things. And we don't just hang up on each other, right? Well, screw you, blah, blah, blah. No, I think the one of the main reasons that we are open to that as well, and I'm sure you're listening right now. I'm sure she's listening right now. I'm going to send this to her, so she will, but obviously correct me if I'm wrong. But I think the um, one of the main reasons that we allow ourselves to have these open conversations and not like, you know, just peace out whenever we feel a disagreement, because quite frankly, you guys, there was a conversation we had the other day. And I felt at a moment that I'm like, dude, I don't really want to give this. I, I don't want to have this be like a, uh, you know, Like I'm always like, it seems like we're always having these difficult conversations, right? And coming back to this. But here's the thing. I come back, I came back to in that moment. I had that thought. It went, it was there, but I I was like, I just want want to throw in the towel on this. I'm not willing to deal with this crap, blah, 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 whatever. 
But here's the thing. I came back to the fact that, hey, listen, we do have a great foundation, right? Those core values are met. I haven't met anyone like this before. So this is a rarity and I want to make sure that I steward this well. But also made sure as well in those moments to just be very loving, very caring and try to understand and try to come and try to make a point of trying to come to common ground as well. And I just, there was another point that I was trying to make there, but I just, uh, I, I just briefly forgot it. Holy Spirit, bring that back to me. But um, I just, uh, one of the things that really, that's really helped me though, is just navigating, um, navigating from that, from core values and navigating. It's like, all right, listen, we got to go. Oh, there we go. I can't continue running away from, if I were to, right? Listen, as, as difficult as sometimes rather as those t- conversations can be, listen, you guys, <laughs> this is why I think this is such a great quality to have because if the person that you're with, the person that you're getting to know is not willing to have difficult conversations, then I, <laughs> guess what? Marriage is not easy either. And if you're not willing to have those difficult conversations during singleness, right? During the dating period or even before the dating period, I, I highly recommend building a friendship first, even before you start dating, right? I, that's, that's, that to me has been one of the most beneficial parts of our relationship is that we're working on building a foundation through friendship. And my goodness, dude, like we talk about this regularly. I'm like, dude, hypothetically speaking, if you and I get married and like we'd start dating and such, and we do get up getting married, I told her this regularly. I'm like, you realize how strong of a foundation we're going to have? And she says yes every time because we're both of the awareness that we're this, these conversations that we're having while challenging and while they're not exactly congenial. Because listen, just be just to be clear, just to be fair, transparency here. I'd much rather it just be sunshine and rainbows every day, right? <laughs> I'd much rather not have to just be having these conversations on a regular basis. But you know what, dude? Here's the amazing thing that I love about this. The fact that we have such challenging conversations, and when I say challenging, here's what I mean by that. They're challenging us through an area of division, either something that I've done or either something that was miscommunicated or either something that was misunderstood or whatever have you. It's valid on both sides more so. I'm not talking about you know pointing the finger at this or that. No, it's a valid thing that came up that needed to be discussed, right? So the thing that I love though about these conversations, you guys, is every time without fail, our relationship grows from that. Our level of trust grows from that. Our level of connection grows from that. I'm telling you guys that this is one of the biggest qualities you've got to get because one of the biggest things in areas of division when it comes to marriage is a lack of communication. It's a lack of communication. You've got to get communication right. If this person is not a good communicator, if they consistently, you know, if they tr- you try to bring up an area that they that you feel like needs to be addressed and they con- they constantly, you know, diminish you or they demean you or they run away from it or I don't want to talk about it, blah, blah, blah. No, listen, you've got to be okay with having difficult conversations. If you're not having them now, guess what, bro? You're going to have them eventually. And if you just let that stew and you let it just fester, guess what? It's going to lead to a toxic relationship. You don't want that. You need to be open to having those difficult conversations. Now, whenever I say that, I I implore you, men, ladies listening to this, you need to come from a place of love. And you need to come from a place of no judgment either. Y'all, unfortunately, that's that's something that I've struggled with was uh, was judgment. Now, fortunately, that's in, in the early parts of our friendship, that was something that I struggled with, which judgment, which is ironic considered that because I was judging like um, her past and such, right? 
which is ironic considering that my past is just as bad at some points. <laughs> we're, we're very similar in, in the things that we struggle with. Um, but it's like, I was, I wasn't thinking about that part, Matthew seven, three through five, you know, why are you so concerned with the speck in your neighbor's eye when you have a log in your own hypocrite first, take care of the speck in your, in your own eye or log in your own eye before you try to deal with someone else's. And I unfortunately was judgmental on that. And I realized that was a flaw in myself. So we had to work through that. Unfortunately, that's still something that, that I've had to deal with a little bit. Um, but here's the thing, you guys, that's why judgment acting from a place of love is so important. Why? Because if not, no one's going to open up in an area, in an atmosphere where they feel like they're judged, right? No one's going to open up and you know allow you to get to know them more and open up to allow you to connect more and learn to trust you more if they always feel like they can't be themselves around you. Why? Because they're thinking that they might, they're going to be judged or they're going to be ridiculed or whatever have you because you don't agree with what they, with how they did things before, whatever, whatever it is, right? So, and one thing as well, a great quality to look for, in addition to being able to have difficult conversations and welcoming those difficult conversations, you guys, is someone who's not going to be judgmental of you. Seriously, especially when it comes to your past, right? Everyone has a past, you guys. I don't care how congenial uh, you know your life has been. We all have things that you know we're not proud of, right? In one way, in one facet or another. But here's the thing. I think one of the things that matters most in in regards to that is how you're choosing to live today, right? If 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 I was, you know, this woman has been incredible with that, and I've worked to get better, and I feel like I've gotten tremendously better since since that incident I mentioned to you in the in the beginning stages. Um, if you're wanting, if you're with someone, like for instance, if I was if I was entering into a different relationship, right, and this person was consistently judging me by my past, right. How is that going to be beneficial for the relationship? How is that going to help me grow? How is that going to help us grow together? How is that going to, if she's always judging me based on who I used to be rather than who I am today and how I've been stewarding myself well today for several years now, how is that going to help us grow? How is that going to grow security in the relationship? How is it going to grow trust in the relationship, right? So you're, you're going to want someone great quality to look for is someone who's going to love you for who you are, someone who's going to not be judgmental of who you used to be. Now, if you're still living in the same things today that, that you were before, then yeah, that's a valid concern. And probably as well, you shouldn't be in a relationship if you're still struggling with, with issues of your past as well. Now, it's obviously that's relative to the, to the extent of it, right? And other things that you've worked to get victory over and such. So just use wisdom in that. But if you've been living in victory over it, but this person is consistently judging you by who you used to be, in my mind, that's not that's 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 not a great quality to to on which to build a solid a solid foundation, and that's not someone you want to build a relationship with. All right. So, but again, you want to have someone who is going to welcome difficult conversations because y'all difficult conversations, these challenging conversations. I've I've started referring to them uh, with this amazing woman who I've who I'm talking to right now and building a relationship with, building a friendship with, I should say is I've started calling them growth conversations. And she's even made the point, she's like, you know, I just don't want to keep having these kind of, I just feel like we have these all the time. I'm like, yeah. I said, hey, the regularity of them <laughs> has been a little bit more than I expected. I said, yeah, I'd much rather it be great too. Yeah, I'd much rather it be like, we don't have these kind of conversations. I mean, we just like, you know, just all we do is just, you know, have you know, like sunshine and rainbow talks all the time and whatnot. But listen, if we're choosing to have, and we're welcoming, I should say, not choosing, but we're, and eh, we are choosing whenever we, uh, uh, you know, a thing comes up and, and, you know, it's a challenging, you know, conversation because we're choosing to welcome them now and we're choosing to go through them now and we're choosing to grow 
now, guess what, you guys? Whenever we do start dating, whenever that comes, if that comes, right? I'm confident it will, but you know, hey, you know, God might have a different plan. And we're constantly seeking God at first and we're constantly saying, like, God, this is the right thing. Continue to bless it, continue to, you know, help us navigate it, you know, with a uh, you know, help us navigate it, honoring you, keeping you first place. But Lord, if this is not the right thing, then please let it end sooner than later, right? Give us both, you know, give us both conviction and clarity on that, that we shouldn't be pursuing it, right? And um, yeah, but I just, but I would say like, if this is something that, you know, if, if that's, if this is something where it ultimately ends, leads us to where we do start dating. And then after, after that, do get, you know, do get engaged and then do get married. Guess what? We'll have laid such a rock solid foundation. Why? Because we got to know each other so much more and we don't have the sexual aspect of our relationship either. There's no sex in that and there won't, there won't ever be right. So not until we get married. So that's something that we've shelled and we don't even talk about that sort of thing. Or we talked about it. We don't talk to it like sexual. We don't sexualize our conversations and such and like, you know, over the, over the phone or whatever have you. Right. So whenever it comes to that, you guys, I, I, I look at it as a blessing to have conversations that are challenging. Why? Because if we're laying, if we're having those conversations now, we're learning how to better communicate with each other. We're learning how to better understand one another. And we're learning how to better connect with the other person as well, right? We know what to say, what to not say. We know how to uplift. We know how to, you know, to, you know, other things to avoid as well. So it's just, I, I would just, again, I think one of the most important things before we get into the other stuff in this thing is having someone that's is open to having difficult conversations and someone that is open to communicating, not someone that's always closed off and tries to run away from the talk. And y'all, if you're, if you're working to grow a relationship with someone and they're constantly trying to avoid conversation, you, I would encourage you in a loving way, non-judgmental, sit down with them and ask them, Hey, like, you know, I really want to have this conversation with you because I know that like, I admire this and that about you and I admire this and that about you or whatever have you. And I think there's great potential here, but I think this is something that we need to talk through and to understand more about each other and connect better or whatever have you and work through and, and grow through, if not in such, right? I would encourage you to sit down and say like, in, 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 in a, uh, what is it? In a very loving and a very un, unjudgmental way and very open arm way, encourage them to have those conversations if there's someone who's consistently going, running away from them, right? So there's a way to navigate it in that sense too. And like I said before, with this girl I've been talking about, that's one of the things I love so much about our relationship is that we, 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 um, even if it comes to a point where we don't see eye to eye on something, we don't attack each other's character. We don't like put each other down. We don't, you know, berate the other person and try to win the conversation and such. Like, so that's one of the things that I really love about it because I know that being able to have these conversations now, my goodness, is preparing us to have an incredible dating relationship in marriage covenant, if that, if both of those things end up being something that is in our future as well. Right. So I just encourage you like be, you know, look for someone who is okay with having those kind of conversations. Right. You want to have someone that welcomes them, not avoids them. And if you, if they do avoid them again, go back to what I just said, maybe 30, 40 seconds ago, sit down with them and have those kind of things. Because again, y'all, these kind of talks, they build trust, they build confidence, they create a stronger foundation, they create a stronger bond for the two of you, right, going forward. And those are just something that you really want to do because they helped you connect better, they helped you understand the other person better. And if you're being open to those difficult and uncomfortable conversations, it shows an openness. Here's the thing that I really love it about. It shows an openness and desire to improve the relationship, you know, um, because again, <laughs> 
if they're not willing to have those difficult conversations now, don't expect them to change once they get into marriage. All right. Just, I don't, don't, uh, don't expect that to change. Right. Don't expect to have a healthy or strong relationship either for that matter. So, um, number one, they need to be great at communicating, right? Not maybe not so great, but they need to be open to having strong, strong, um, they need to be open to have those difficult, challenging, and ultimately what I look at as growth conversations, right? Things that you need to work through and work, um, work together with. So, um, and then secondly, you want to look for someone who is not judgmental of who you used to be as well. All right. Not constantly throwing your past in your face and all this kind of stuff. And who looks at you as someone I was like, all right, how have they been stewarding their present now? Right. If there's someone that they can, that has been proving themselves faithful in what they've been doing currently, then great. That's awesome. Right. Now, if there's someone, if you're someone that hasn't quite experienced victory over your past yet, and there's a myriad of other things, like we talked about, I think in the last episode, like who do I need to be, then it might be worth you re, re, um, what is it? Reevaluating whether or not you're actually ready to start dating someone just yet. Right. Now let's say you need to be perfect at it, but there's, if there's several things that you're struggling with that you haven't experienced victory over just yet, it might be worth reconsidering to see if you're actually ready for a relationship or not. Right. If it's just one, if it's just one or two things, you can work through that, but I'm not saying you need to be perfect at it, but I do want, I do recommend that you experience that you are experiencing a level of victory in whatever area that you used to have as a challenge for you before you open yourself up to a dating relationship right because you want to bring the, the you want to bring the best version of you you want to bring someone who's going to be a highly complimentary person to this man or this woman that you're wanting to pursue right so that's just in my mind that's just using wisdom whenever it comes to that all right so thirdly um we are, <laughs> i guess i didn't really mean for this uh, one second I guess I didn't really mean for this to be a point by point, but allow, alas, this is just how it's unfolding. But nextly, you guys, I think uh, this is just a great, now this is sharing some scripture here, but I think this is something that would really benefit anyone who's listening to this. All right. So I'm reading from uh, Galatians uh, 5, 22 through 24. And um, if you're familiar with that, we're talking about the fruits of the spirit, right? Basically the fruits of someone having surrendered to the spirit, having surrendered to um, having a relationship with their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, right? And as they're living that life out, these are the things that will be coming from their life as a result of putting on the new person and doing away with their fleshly past, right? So with it, with the flesh. So, but the fruit of the spirit, the result of his presence within us, right, is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace. I'm reading from the Amplified, by the way. Inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. Oh, come on. That's good stuff. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, excuse me, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature together with its passions and appetites. All right. So I think these are just good qualities to look for. I'm not saying that homegirl or homeboy needs to be like living perfectly in every single one of these things. But I am going to say they should be living these out, whether they're a Christian or not. I think these are just great qualities to look for, but it also just depends on what kind of relationship you want. Or do you want someone who's not loving? Maybe. I mean, I don't, <laughs> but do you want someone who's not loving? You want someone who's hateful. Do you want someone who's always negative, who doesn't have any joy in their life, right? Do you want someone who has no self-control? I, I mean, I'm just saying, bro, these are great things to look for. So I think this is something that you should pay attention to and should navigate from Whenever looking for great qualities in someone that you like to date and like to hubby up or like to wife up, right? These are just things that I think are just using wisdom, Christian or not, to uh, building a great relationship, right? So is this person loving? Do they have an unselfish concern for others? Because listen, you guys, 
Whenever you enter into a relationship with someone, guess what? You need to be concerned about not only yourself, but guess what? You also have someone else to be concerned about, right? You also have someone else to be considerate of. Is this person, are you confident this person is going to be someone who is going to love you, right? One of the things whenever I officiate weddings, by the way, your, your boy is a wedding officiant. If you're getting married, I've done nine weddings already. Would love to be part of your special day. Send me an email, bro. The qualified podcast at gmail.com or slide into my DMs on uh, Instagram. All that is in the, uh, the, bio, the uh, show notes underneath. But whenever I do a, um, a, a, a wedding, whenever I officiate a wedding, one of the things that you hear during that, and if you've been to a wedding before, you've heard this before, is whenever the officiant goes, do you promise to love her, honor, keep her in sickness and in health, in poverty and wealth, and forsaking all others so long as you both live, right? So in other words, are you going to love this person regardless of, of all the other stuff, right? Is this someone who's going to have a concern for you? Who's, who's going to, ladies, whenever you get married and you end up having a child with this person, do you want a husband who's going to be there for you? Who's going to be willing to change their diapers? Do you want to have someone who's going to be willing to clean up the mess? Who's going to be willing to love you and fold the laundry and you know mow the yard and do the dishes? Or if what if you what if you get or fellas what if you get sick one day and all these things all these things that you usually do? Are you going? Is is that something that you you could count on her to? love you and to, you know, and to, you know, do these things and such that need to be done and whatnot. Or, or is it going to be like, you know what, hands off, this is your job, not my role, whatever. Y'all love has an unselfish concern for itself and it has a more concern about others. So love greater, what was that verse? Uh, I think it's John. Um, I think it's in John. I could be wrong, but it's like greater love hath no man than this. And then a man laid down his life for his friend. Y'all, whenever you get married, guess what? You're not, so you're not thinking about yourself any longer, bro. You're thinking about, Number one, if you're if you're a Christian, you're thinking about your relationship with God first, but you're also thinking about your wife, right? Fellas, you've got to be thinking about the lady. You got ladies, you gotta be thinking about your husband, or you gotta be living in light of them and putting their needs first and your needs second. So a great quality to look for is someone who's gonna be loving, someone who's gonna be considerate of you, someone who's going to act like they are as well, and their actions are going to you know be congruent with that. Because y'all, if they're a very selfish person right now and they don't do anything to constantly pursue after you, they don't do anything to constantly make you a priority, they don't do anything to constantly make you feel loved and appreciated, guess what? That's probably not going to, not probably, it's not going to change once you get married, right? Don't expect it to either. So how they do one thing is how they do everything. So I would encourage you, look for the signs that they are a loving person now, all right? Look for those signs. Next thing up, joy. Do they have joy? Are they someone who is characterized by joy? Do they have like that sense of inner joy that that transcends everything that's going on around them, right? Do they have that sense of, you know, just happiness, if you will, and that inner joy and just like the, that characterizes them? Maybe that's not something that's important to you, but I would really want that to be for me, for me at least. That's very important to me, but I would really encourage you. Is that something that they have, right? Inner peace. Are they someone who's always worried about something or are they at peace with life right now it's different being at peace and i feel like it's uh something that where you don't just you're not just reacted to everything that's going around you right you're able to look at the things in life that are going on you're like all right if you're a christian especially you navigate that from the all right god's god already knows what's going to happen in our life we need to have peace about this right because if we don't have peace what do we have we have worry we have fear we have anxiety 
And we're supposed to, if you're a Christian, especially you're supposed to take those cares. Like, was it first Peter five? Uh, oh gosh, I don't remember what verse, but it's take, you know, get all your cares and, and bring them towards, you know, and leave them. I think it's a passion translation that says, cast your cares before God, take them through his throne and leave them there. Right. Don't pick them up. Don't take them back. Cast your cares on him for he cares for you. All right. So is this person that you're looking to get with or whatever, looking to pursue or whatever have you, are they peaceful? Because if there's someone that there's going to be consistently worried, consistently anxious and such, guess what, you guys, that's not going to stop going forward, especially when you have kids and such. Do you really want someone who's going to be constantly worried about them, constantly up in arms about them and such? And if you're already that too, goodness gracious, like the level of stress that's going to come from that, you just need to be prepared for that. But that's a question to ask. Are you wanting someone who's going to be peaceful, right? Are you wanting someone who's going to be that? Or are you okay with someone who's constantly going to be worried and constantly going to be up in arms and fearful and such? So just something to look at, great quality to look for, someone who is peaceful, all right? Um, especially, and then next next thing up, patience. Um, I think patience is also a great thing too. Um, whenever it comes to not having what you want initially, is this someone who's going to be wait, who's going to be patient and wait um, to get what they want later on? Or are they get, trying to make it happen you know, now and not wait and try to take the shortcut, excuse me, to get to what they wait now? How someone waits while they're, you know, how someone waits and how they act while they're waiting for whatever goal or whatever thing they want to have in their life, how they wait is a good, in, is a, is a great indication of a lot of things. Um, in particularly just like, you know, their ability to have patience and the time while they wait for whatever is coming, is coming to them. Right. So, um, for instance, when it comes to, um, uh, when it comes to like, uh, like my business and such, like I'm definitely, I'm, I've, I have to be patient with with the growth of my company. Why? Because I definitely I definitely know that Qualified Apparel will be one of, will be the leading positive impact brand in the world. But I have that patience in the process, right? I can't just get you know, in, I just can't just get like you know discontent where I'm at. I can't just get like you know so impatient and such. Because listen, if we try to do things quicker than they're than the process calls for, then guess what? We're going to be making mistakes and such. So are you are they someone who's willing to be patient? while they wait for something to happen as well. So just another thing to look for. Are they are someone who's patient or are they always wanting it now? Which is fine if they're wanting it now, but I just want to encourage you. It's also good. Patience is also good quality to look for as well. Are they kind? Um, do they have the kindness and goodness and faithful and such? Are they faithful where they're at? Are they a good steward where they're at? Are they kind? Are they kind to you? And are they kind to other people as well? One of the great, one of the great uh, barometers I, I look forward to, dude, is like, are they someone who's going to treat the janitor the same way that they treat the CEO? You know, um, how do they talk to, you know, for me, for instance, I remember I, whenever I'm at market um, for qualified apparel um, during the during the year, there'll be janitors that walk by. There are people that work at the Dallas Market Center and such. And I always make a point saying hi to every single one of them. Why? Because the person that person is just as important at making everything go swimmingly as the CEO is, as the president is and such. And so and at, at the most basic level, I should say. They're a person just like I'm a person. So why would I treat them any different than I would treat anyone else? Y'all, we're all created equal and under the side of, under the eyes of God. So we're all his people. So no one deserves to be treated any better or any worse just because they might not have the status, if you will, that someone else might. So be looking to someone. How are they kind to other people? And by the way, as well, you guys, kindness, in addition to just how you treat people, how do they treat themselves? Because kindness is also an unbiased truth. How do they talk? How do they, how do they act towards other people and such? Are they kind to them? Are they uplifting to them? 
or are they someone who tears people down, right? Um, how do they use their words and such? But more specifically, I should say that's a different topic and whatnot. But like, whenever it's not kind, whenever you see someone going down a negative path to continue just encouraging them on, to continue like, hey, you go, girl. I know that you know, you know, I know you're doing this and that that is not good for your health or not good for your you know, not good for your career or whatever have you. But you know what? Hey, you do you. That's your truth. You do you. No. Y'all, there's there's what's referred to as the truth, and then there's referred to as what's your truth. And provided your truth doesn't line up with the truth, guess what? You're wrong, and so am I. So, but we need to have people in our lives that are going to be kind and tell us the truth whenever we, whenever we're, you know, whenever we're getting off path too, right? Just because you like someone and you want to, and they think they're hot or whatever have you. If you're not, if they're not willing to tell you the truth, or you're not willing to tell them the truth. Whenever you see them slipping or see them doing something that's not productive to them becoming the man or woman God created them to be, that's not being kind. That's not being loving. So kindness tells them the truth in a way that is kind, right? In a way that is loving, in a way that's not judgmental, not condemning or whatever have you. But you want to have someone that's also exhibiting kindness, all right? Nextly, gentleness. Are they someone who is like we talked about in, in like the conversations that I've had with, with this amazing woman I've been getting to know? Are they someone who's gentle in their approach, right? Are they someone who's going to, or are they someone who's going to come kicking down the door? You did this, you did that, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like you want to have someone who's going to be gentle in that. Not to say that they're like a pushover, not to say that they're just passive or whatever have you, but someone that is going to be gentle with you and such and like whenever it comes to like sanctification for instance fellas especially men y'all whenever it comes to us getting married and also even if you're christian or not you want to make sure that you're if you're a christian you want to make sure that you're helping them become more like christ right you're leading them well you're encouraging them well that's called sanctification right that's making them more like god if on the flip side, if you're not a Christian, fellas, you should be concerned with sanctifying your, you know, sanctifying your wife. Obviously, that's more of a, you know, fit, you know, religious, you know, kind of term, you know, whatever. But you want to be concerned with like making them better, and that goes both sides, right? We want to make sure that we're we're helping our wives become more of the person they were put on this earth to become, right? So. But that's going to take a general approach. You can't just, it's like a washing of water, right? It's a general washing and such. It's not sandblasting someone. So um, it's just, just another thing. It's like, are you want, you know, we to find someone who does exhibit that gentleness and self-control. I think this is one of the biggest things you guys, um, we're going to talk about boundaries in a uh, coming episode. Next week, we're talking about, um, I, I kind of don't like this term, but it's a, it's a term to, to look for it's it's a great thing to look for next week we're talking about red flags and relationships and such but uh i think we'll talk about name it to go on the uh what is it go on the uh same kind of thing we're talking about today in in the sense of talking about qualities to avoid right and another i'll put in parentheses probably red flags so it's just so overused dude i try not just like the s word i hate the s word that, that word that rhymes with treason it's this it's that word that's like the most overused word in the christian vernacular these days oh i'm going through this blank of of my life or whatever a blank of seeing of singleness and all this kind of i just it's so overused it's the right word to use but it's just it's so overused it's like the oceans of uh like the relationship dialogue and whatnot but <laughs> oh man but anyways um self-control is one of the things that you definitely want to have in a relationship um fellas especially when it comes to boundaries, right? Uh, ladies, especially when it comes to boundaries as well. Um, one of the things that you really want to do is communicate boundaries. I'm just going to talk about boundaries here in a second, but we'll, this, this self-control transcends all of that kind of stuff too. But like you want to have someone who's going to respect 
boundaries that you set, whether physical, whether emotional, whether um, whatever it is, you want to make sure that you're setting boundaries and that you have someone who is going to be respectful of said boundaries, right? If it's a sexual boundary, like, hey, like guys, if you tell the girl, like, hey, listen, we're not having sex before we get married because we want to honor God, or if you're not a Christian because you just don't want to do that because you want to make sure that you are able to navigate this relationship with a level head, that you're not just, you know, high on emotions and all this kind of jazz and not, you know, because of that reason, not really seeing red flags and bad characteristics and such. If she's not honoring of you in that, that's a very telling proposition. That's a very telling um, alert, if you will, not proposition. It's a very telling thing. Why? Because love, you guys, coming back to one of the first fruits that we're looking at here, love seeks the best for the other person. It's not loving for someone to tell, tell them, like for instance, if I was to tell this girl, right? We've already had this conversation, but for the sake of reiteration, we're not having sex until we get married, right? It wouldn't be loving for her if she would be like, yeah, you know what? I don't really agree with that. And if, you know, and whenever we get together in person and such, she's always, she's always trying to test that, those boundaries, right? Trying to put her hand down my pants or trying to make out with me or trying to do whatever have you. That ultimately that would lead to that happening, right? Love doesn't, love doesn't disrespect, dishonor the other person to satisfy its own needs, you guys. Love puts the needs of the other person first. If they say that, hey, this is something I wanna do, and it's not something that's immoral or unethical, guess what? You honor that, all right? Love exhibits self-control, all right? So y'all have the self-control, have the respect for someone and to honor them whenever they set certain boundaries in their in that relationship, right? Don't try, don't try, don't continue trying to test the waters there. And y'all, here's the thing as well. If someone's consistently trying to test the waters with you and trying to go over the line in any area, not just talking sexual, but in any area, whenever it comes to just the dating relationship, guess what? That is a huge red flag. I don't want to use it, but I'll use it. That is a huge red flag that they're telling you. Why? They're telling you that the dating relationship isn't is of no consequence to them. They're telling you that it doesn't matter what you say during this time. Be very conscientious of this because they're, they're, they're giving you a huge indication of what their character is like. They're not willing to honor you whenever it doesn't matter as much. Because y'all, listen, the dating relationship, as, we're, as we talked about in the Laying the Foundation episode, it's the interview, right? It's the interview that gets you to know whether or not this person is someone that you want to then you know, hire for the job, which the job would be getting married, right? The job would be la, la esposo or, or, uh, or uh, la esposa, right? Um, el esposo or la esposa. That's, I'm sorry, I'm taking Spanish right now too. So for a husband, esposo or a wife, um, esposa, right? So <laughs> yeah, welcome to the qualified. But um, they're telling you something very important. There's, and so if they're not willing to be faithful in respecting you and honoring you and having the self-control during the dating process, y'all, they're telling you something very important here. And that's to say that they're not willing to honor you. To, to, in other words, I would say they're not willing, they're not going to be, don't expect, there we go. Don't be surprised if they're not willing to honor you whenever you get married. Because why? They didn't prove themselves faithful in the little things. You might say, well, Ryan, that's just being a little too extreme, a little legalistic. Really? Really? Okay. Well, listen, y'all, if uh, this person can't control themselves while you're dating, ladies, if this, if, if homeboy over here is always looking at pornography or always looking at another girl or always, you know, you see him looking at other women on Instagram or, you know, he still has his Tinder account or whatever have you, guess what, dude? Don't expect that to change 
once you get married. Y'all, putting a ring on your finger doesn't change habits. Putting a ring on your finger doesn't change areas of weakness that you haven't dealt with. Don't expect marriage to come in and just fix everything for you. So if they're not exhibiting self-control and being faithful with the little things, don't expect that to change once you get married, all right? Self-control is strength. So if they're not willing to do that, don't be surprised whenever they're not willing to do that in marriage either, all right? So just consider yourself warned in that. Proverbs 25, 28 says, a person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. In other words, anything can come into it, but you've got to have, that's why self-control is so important. That puts up the walls. That puts up the areas that they're not willing to be taken over by, right? Because self-control means you're unassailable. You can't be taken over. So make sure this person, whoever they are, a great quality to look for is self-control, whether it's with their finances, whether it's in their eating habits, whether it's in their work ethic, whether it's in their workouts. Are they someone who's self-controlled in that because they're wanting to get to a goal? They then exhibit self-control that allows them to get to that next level that they're wanting to get to in whatever area of life that they're looking for, right? So just be aware of that. If they're not exhibiting self-control now, if they're constantly testing the waters with you and you tell them, no, we're not gonna do this, no, we're not gonna do that, and they're constantly trying to test the waters there, bro, that's a great indication they're not willing to honor you. So don't expect them to honor you in marriage if they're not already honoring you in the dating process. So self-control is a great quality to look for in someone that you want to marry, all right? Just be warned. <laughs> I'm seriously, that's that's one of the biggest things. I mean, a lot of all these are really important, I feel like, but I just want I just want you to I don't want to reiterate that that self-control is one of the biggest things too. Um, there's another verse that, um, uh, what is it? Ah, there's another verse that, that, that I really like in here. It's first, uh, first Timothy four twelve. This is out of the amplified translation. It says like, no one looked down on you because of your youth, but be an example and set a pattern for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith and in moral purity. All right. So and we've already talked about the love aspect, uh, I've already talked. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about con or talk about speech. So, a great quality to look for, you guys, is someone that I want to say talks. Well, that sounds too oversimplistic, but someone who is very, I guess, conscientious is not the right word for it. But someone who is very um, good with their words. And not not to say like they're like a smooth talking, you know, silver tongued devil or whatever. I'm not saying that, but like what do they talk about? You know, do they talk about people or like, in what way do they talk about people? Right. Are they talking about like, dude, this person's doing great things, whatever. Or are they always someone who's talking down about people who's gossiping, who is being really negative about something, right? Because you can tell a lot about people by what they choose to talk about and who they choose to talk about and how they choose to talk about them. Right. Especially if it's someone who's not in the room. Are they saying things that they would never say to them in person, but they're, you know, they're open-ended because, you know, they're open to talking about whatever because the person isn't in the room? Guess what? If that's the case, they'll, they'll do the same thing about you when you're not in the room either. So just be aware of that. What do they talk about, all right? And uh, this, I love this verse from uh, Matthew 12, um, 33 through 36 in the Amplified. It says, either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is recognized and judged by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil? For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. I'm going to say that again. For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. Another way to say that, another translation says, for out of the mouth, for out of the, sorry, for out of the mouth, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, all right? 
The good man from his inner good treasure brings out good things. And the evil man from his inner evil treasure brings out evil things. But I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will have to give an account, give an accounting for every careless or useless word they speak. Y'all, how this person talks that you're wanting to get to know is a great quality to look for. Are they someone who is always uplifting with their speech? always encouraging with their speech, always someone who's like, man, let's do this, let's do that. You know, someone who's wanting to make things better and make people better by the words that they speak. Are they someone who's always looking to spread positivity or spread the good or spread, you know, are they someone who's always wanting to, you know, be do great things with the words they say? Or are they constantly looking to tear down? Are they constantly looking to gossip? Are they constantly looking to, you know, are they perverted with how they talk? you know, just in general or to you? Are they always talking, you know, giving like crass jokes and like inappropriate jokes and innuendos and such? If that's something that you're okay with, then then, that, then hey, by all means, go for that. If you're a Christian, I wouldn't encourage that. But if you're not, then hey, then that's okay. But like, how are you with the values that you have? How are you, how, how are you paying attention to how they talk? Because someone can tell you a whole lot about themselves just based on listening to how they talk. You'll find out what's very important to them just by listening to how they talk. All right. So just 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 listen to that. How do they talk and what do they talk about? Are their words uplifting and edifying? Like I said, Proverbs 4, 15 verse 4 in the Passion Translation says, When you speak healing words, you offer others fruit from the tree of life. But unhealthy negative words do nothing but crush their hopes, all right? So just again, how do they talk? How they how they choose to communicate and how they choose to speak is very important. It's very telling as well, all right? So going off of the first Timothy 412, we're also gonna go to the next one in conduct. How do they act? Y'all, what's their work ethic like? How do they act in public? Are they, you know, are they <laughs> Are they very purposeful with their life? What's their what's their conduct like? Are they working towards something greater? Are they working towards becoming the man or the woman that God created them to be? Are they just kind of drifting through life? Are they kind of just like taking it a day at a time and not really purposeful, not have no vision or whatever have you? If you're okay with that, then you know I, I don't encourage that. But if you're okay with that, then hey, there you go. But I, I wouldn't encourage that. All right. So are they, are they being purposeful with their life? What's their conduct like? How do they treat people? Like we've already talked about. All right. Cause Proverbs 15, 21 says the senseless fool treats life like a joke, but the one with living understanding makes good choices. I think it's Ephesians three. Oh gosh. Maybe it's Ephesians five. I think it's Ephesians five, 15 through 16 says, take up, you know, take advantage of the opportunity that you've been given in this time. Right. So spending your life for the purposes of God. Or if you're not a Christian, making a point of taking advantage with every day that you have, focus, focusing on becoming better and doing more and impacting this world for the better, right? To make make a point of living a life worth remembering, knowing the world was made better because you were here, all right? So how do... Again, how do this person? How does this person act? Right? What's their conduct like? And we've already talked about in love, but especially in faith. Right? So, y'all, whenever it comes to, and this is just directed specifically towards uh, Christians here, or maybe you're someone, maybe you're, an, you know, maybe you're a Buddhist and you're looking to date someone who's another Buddhist and whatnot. Right? The the principle is the same here. Is there congruency in how they're living their life? All right. There's um. Oh gosh, it's a. Uh, um, it's Ephesians. It's Ephesians 4. I actually just read this this morning. Uh, let me see. Let me open this up real quick. I wasn't wasn't planning on sharing this, but this is a great um, this is just a great 
uh, verse to, uh, to, to with which to look at. Let's see Ephesians 4 verses. There we go. Um, yes, there we go. So uh, this is Ephesians 4 verse 20 in the Passion Translation. It says, But this is not the way of life that Christ has unfolded within you. If you have really experienced the anointed one and heard his truth, it will be seen in your life. For we know that the ultimate reality is embodied in Jesus. But the point is, you guys, you're going to want to find someone, especially if you're a Christian, who embodies what they say is important to them. In other words, you're going to see congruency in them, right? It's Matthew 7 verse 20 says, you can judge a tree by the fruit it, it, it produces. In the same way, excuse me, you can judge a person by their actions. I'm not talking about it in a condemning way, not talking about him pointing the finger and saying you're so wrong or whatever have you, but no, you should be able to look at a person, Christian or not, and be able to see what they truly believe to be true based on the actions. Why? Because actions speak. So pay attention to their conduct. If they talk about, ladies, if this if, if homie's talking about how much he loves God, but he's constantly trying to test boundaries with you, he's constantly trying to have sex with you, he's smoking pot, he's going partying, he's getting drunk, he's all he's doing is wasting his time playing video games and whatnot. Probably he might, you know, have an idea of God, but he hasn't he's not living it out, right? I'm not talking about legalism and such. He's got to be doing this, this, that, and the other thing, but there's going to be fruits that come from a life that is sold out for Christ, right? There's going to be things that are going to be in this person's life that are reflective of a change of heart, that are reflective of the convictions of the Holy Spirit, that are reflective of wanting to become the man or vice versa, the woman that God created created them to be. So pay attention to how they conduct themselves. Pay attention to what they're doing in their daily life, what they talk about, how they talk, how they how, you know how they go about their daily life, what what the, what is their vision for their life? Great, another great quality to look for with someone. What's their, what 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 are they what what are they trying to accomplish? You know you don't y'all you don't and it's fine to have for a period of time someone that might not know exactly what they want to do. But here's the thing: Are they working to get to a place of clarity in that? Are they working to get to a place where they are working you know, are trying to find a little bit more vision and direction with that because you don't want someone who's apathetic. You don't want someone, at least for me, I, I mean, maybe you do, but I don't think it's very productive and very, um, I wouldn't think it's using wisdom either to have someone that is going to be just like, okay, we're just sitting around all day and not really doing much of anything. If that's for you, then go do that. But, um, and it's okay not to having an exact idea of what you want to do for a period of time. But I think if you're wanting to do great things with your life, you're going to want someone who at least is trying to figure it out, right? And who at least has a desire in the heart to maybe not know what they do want to do right now, but they're at least on the path. So they're they're working somewhere. They're, they have a job and they're working to do other things and such. In the meantime, while they try to figure out the direction that they have on their life, right? You don't want someone who's just kind of sitting around doing nothing. Proverbs 14.23 says, In all labor there is profit, but idle chatter leads to poverty. So we don't want someone who's just talking a good talk or whatever have you. We want someone who's working at their task, working at their craft, and working to chase their potential, all right? And lastly, in moral purity. Kind of already talked about this in the self-control aspect of it, but a great quality to look for is someone who is setting themselves apart. Now, if you're a Christian, this is in particularly applicable to you. Um, we're going to talk about this more on like the boundaries episode and such. Um, but in particular, there's just a couple of verses that I really love that... Um, that really uh, reflect this. It's one of the first one is Ephesians. Uh, well, we'll go to Ephesians last, but we'll go to uh, 
First Thessalonians 5, no, First Thessalonians 4, I should say, verse 3. says, God's will, oh, shoot, I should have come to this second. Whatever, let's go ahead and put that in there, put that bookmark there, and we'll come to, yeah, because I really want to read that one last. But Ephesians 5, verse 3 says, I'm reading out of this out of the uh, Passion Translation as well. Ephesians 5, verse 3 says, And have nothing to do with sexual morality, lust, or greed. For you are his holy ones, and let no one be able to accuse you of them in any form. All right? Now, I love I love this second part of, uh, this is uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 3 as well. And it says, God's will for you is to be set apart for him in holiness, and that you keep yourselves unpolluted from sexual defilement. Yes, each of you must guard your sexual purity with holiness and dignity, not yielding to lustful passions like those who don't know God. And you can go forward to verse 7. It says, for God's call on our lives is not to a life of compromise and perversion, but to a life surrounded in holiness. This is the most convicting part of this verse. It says, therefore, whoever rejects this instruction isn't rejecting human authority, but God himself, who gives us his precious gift, his spirit of holiness. All right. So again, y'all, you want to have someone who's going to be, you know, who's going to be guarding their, their purity in that sense, right? You're going to have someone who's going to want to live a life separated. Now, I'm not saying that if you, you know, if you drop the ball on this and you, you cross the line, you have sex or whatever have you, that you're such a bad person. No, what I'm saying is there's a lot of power in self-control during this period of, of, of life, whenever it comes to, you know, singleness, when it comes to dating or whatever have you, because self-control is strength and you're able to you then navigate, use the number one, the self-control to gain a, a stronger quality of relationship, but you're also able to then use that energy that you'd be giving to, you know, pursuing after this stuff. You're able to use that to then, um, then use it to more productive means. And the, there's this book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It's called Sex Transmutation. I, I would highly encourage you to look it up. But there's a lot of also power in redirecting that energy for more productive means as well. But you're going to want someone who is also a great quality to look for, someone who does guard their purity as well, all right? Especially if you're a Christian. Um, that's a... Uh, it's kind of hard to argue with it when you look at the Bible as authoritative, <laughs> but I think also in addition, if you're not a Christian, uh, when it comes to that, uh, just shelving that, shelving the sex aspect for now. All right. I'm not saying that, you know, if you're not a Christian, you don't look at the Bible as authoritative. I think there's a great way to navigate it too. If you're not going to wait until marriage to have sex or to, you know, start um, implementing certain things like sexually and or start, you know, welcoming those into your relationship. I would encourage you to to build a foundation on on love first. I'd encourage you to build a foundation on getting to know the person and developing it on on your friendship together and such. Because whenever times get tough, you're gonna fall back on the stronghold. And and if your stronghold, if the if the place you go whenever times get tough, if that was built on sex, that's really not a strong place on which to fall back on whenever hard times come. So I just encourage you with that. So that's why I would say as well to shelve that for a period of time. Because also, fun fact, um, this is something I was planning to share in that Boundaries episode, but couples that wait, this is just a statistic too, couples that wait to have sex until they get married have a 95% success rate. In other words, they only 5% of the time, they get divorced. So <laughs> that's a, that's something that I really, I, I, I went in on that statistic, bro. So <laughs> not only that, I'm honoring God, I'm, I'm, I'm building self-control, and I'm also, because because I was willing to control myself, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, bro, but because she and I are willing to control ourselves during the time whenever we're not married, whenever it didn't count as much in the relationship, if we're able to steward that time well, guess what? We're not going to have to be worrying about that 
whenever we do get married. I wonder if she's messing around with someone. I wonder if he's messing around with someone. I wonder if he's looking at something he shouldn't be looking at. I wonder if she's flirting with someone she shouldn't be flirting with or whatever have you, right? So it's just a way of just bringing, just like we talked about, it's just a great way of bringing peace um, to uh, to the relationship and confidence as well. So I would encourage you with that. Christian or not, it's just a great, the, the, I think the benefits of that far outweigh the momentary pleasure that you get from, you know, crossing the line and not having purity as a, something that marks your relationship. Ultimately, I want it to be marked by holiness, not just so much by purity, right? So that's just what I, uh, what I would recommend. Um, kind of talked about this briefly as well. What's their work ethic like? Um, do they have a level of excellence in everything that they do? It's another great quality to look for. Um, are they someone who wants to do things to the best of their ability? Or are they someone that just wants to, um, you know, kind of slough off and uh, do just the minimum in everything that they do, right? Um, I love what Galatians 6.4 says, let everyone be devoted to fulfill the work God has given them to do with excellence and their joy will be in doing what's right and being themselves and not in being affirmed by others. And I particularly love uh, Ephesians 5.1 in this. It says, be imitators of God in everything that you do. For then you will represent your father as his beloved sons and daughters, right? Just so just in the same way that we're called to love, we're called to love people, which is unfortunately uh, something that the church has done a terrible job of doing in, in, in regards to a lot of this. Because the church is one of some of the most judgmental group of sanctimonious a-holes that are out there, bro. I'm just being legit. Like, seriously, we're called in the Bible to love people, not to judge people and such in a condemning nature and whatnot. We're called, you know, John 13, 34, and 35. You know, I, call, I have a new commandment for you, that you love your neighbor in the same way I have loved you. By this way, by you loving people, people will know that you're my true followers. But we think these freaking Christians, and I've been here to myself, bro, we sometimes think that, oh, well, we know where to be found on Sunday. We know where to be found on Christmas or on Easter or whatever have you. And just because we carry that title that we think we're so much better than someone, because we see someone struggling with like a, you know, same sex attraction that we think, well, well, you know, they're going to hell and blah, 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 blah. But yet we're not taking into consideration that we struggle with same sex or with a heterosexual attraction as well. And we struggle with sleeping with a girlfriend or whatever have you. So if you've been hurt by someone who is claiming to be a Christian, I apologize. This is off topic, but it's on topic in the same sense. Because we're supposed to be imitators of God in everything that we do. We're supposed to be loving other people. We're supposed to be doing things that are excellent in our lives. Because what God does in his life is excellent, bro. Look at the stars. Look at creation. Look at our body. Study the human eye. My goodness. It's like everything that homie did was excellent. So we need to be doing the same things in our life too. So holding ourselves to a higher work ethic and holding ourselves to a higher standard. So in other words, whenever it comes to great quality to look for in someone, what's their work ethic like? Do they search for excellence or do they search for, you know, just the bare minimum, you know? So that's a great quality to look for because how they do one thing is how they do everything. Because in addition to this, you guys, if they're, if the bare minimum is okay with them and their work life, I wouldn't expect them to be very driven to pursue you with a high level of passion either. If they're not willing to do the little things well, why would you think, ladies, if your husband is just slacking off at work and he's just dicking around or whatever, why would you expect him to do great things when it comes to pursuing you and your relationship when he can't even do the little things right? So I, just something to look out for that I would, uh, I would just be very cautious of. So great quality to look for. Do they have a great work ethic? Are they being a good steward? Are they being faithful where they're at? All right. Um, do they have, are they, or are they constantly being discontent and such? Or are they making the most of where they're at during this, you know, during this chapter of their life? Okay. 
values. Do they have values, vision, and lifestyle? Are we aligned mostly on those things? Great qualities to look for is alignment on those. Definitely on values, but additionally on the other two as well. You want to make sure that you have alignment there and that those qualities are something that you can align your lifestyle with as well. Maybe not on everything, but definitely the values, but you know, on, on lifestyle and on the vision for your life, like what do they want to do? What do they want to accomplish, right? You're going to want to have someone who's going to want to, you know, be aligned on those kind of things as well and that you can get behind them in, you know, in those kind of things too, okay? Um, and kind of wrapping it up, lastly, a couple of other things too, great qualities to look for. They should love you for who you are. Kind of already talked on this a little bit earlier, and, and like not judging you, but seriously, y'all, they should love you for who you are right now. Great call to look for acceptance. Okay. Not to say that, you know, if you, you know, if you're not someone who's, you know, if, if you're struggling through things and whatnot, and they just like, you know, if they're just okay with you being that way. And like, you, you know, not being like you know, having victory in a certain area, I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is they should accept you for who you are. They should be challenging you and building you up in different areas as well but they ultimately love you for who you are. They're not wanting to change you. They're not wanting to, you know, make you into something that you're not. No, like you should be loving them for who they are, right? And they should invite and vice versa, right? So they should they should have that. You should be able to be your 100% authentic and just unapologetically yourself whenever you're around this person. So are they someone that you can be okay, that you can just be yourself around, right? So that's one thing is you want to have someone who accepts you for who you are because you don't want to just consistently be thinking that you need to walk on eggshells around this person, that you need to be changing yourself for this person or whatever have you. Great call to look for is acceptance of who you are right now, okay? And obviously as well, them wanting to have a desire to see you become better because that's that's just what great friends do as well. That's why I think having a great friendship starting off is such a great of, of great importance because they should be someone who pushes you forward to be your best self because just like Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens the countenance of a friend. So I would just encourage you to be someone like that too. And lastly, y'all, this is kind of more directed towards the men, um, but I think it's also directed towards women as well, um, in particularly this way. Are there someone who's going to be willing to back you up? Are there someone who's going to be willing to stand by your side? Um, obviously, I think this comes with time. You don't, you might not necessarily see this um, in the first several dates, obviously, but, um, you know, the more that you lay the foundation and, you know, connected on those core values and such, you're going to want to, you're going to want someone who's going to be by your side, who's going to be, have your back and who's going to ultimately stand up for what's right and do the right thing, you know, and are, or, you know, cause a great call to look for, are they someone who's going to have that courage to do that, have that boldness to do that. Right. Um, you don't, you don't want to have someone who's passive, you know, in my mind, you don't want to have someone who's just kind of passive on those things. So especially ladies, you're going to want a man who is willing to be, who's willing and ready to be a man. All right. Um, whether it comes to protecting you, whether it comes to standing up for you, whatever it is, you're going to want someone who's going to be that. Um, you don't want to have someone who's just going to be like, oh, I don't know. I don't really like confrontation and such. Well, no one really likes confrontation, but you're going to want to have someone who's going to be willing to stand up for you and do the right thing whenever the time comes, especially with how wild life is right now. And like, uh, especially in the U S and the clown show that's going on right now. And a lot of aspects of life, you're going to want to find this as well. Um, that's, that's a, that's a great quality to look for. I believe it's something that you're going to, you're going to want to have someone who's going to be a protector, who's going to stand up for what's right. Who's going to be, who's going to have that boldness and that courage to do the right thing, even when your voice is shaking. Right. So, um, yeah, something else to look for as well. So y'all, that is, uh, that is the episode. Um, and just, again, I would encourage you to look, listen to this a couple more times. Um, I mean, it is an hour episode, kind of uh, one of a little bit longer than I anticipated. 
Um, but I think the first two um, are one of the most important ones, y'all. They got to be someone who is willing to communicate well and have difficult conversations and someone who's not going to be judgmental, especially when it comes to like the building of the relationship first. I think obviously the great qualities that we've already talked about too are really good. Um, but I just, uh, and some, some of these probably stuck out to you more than others did, but I just would encourage you to listen to this one again. And, uh, yeah, let me know what your feedback is too, man. I have a dedicated uh, email to this as well. The qualified podcast at gmail.com, or I'd love to hear your feedback on, uh, on DMS on Instagram. So you can message me at Ryan C Huff and we'd love to see other qualities. Maybe you that, that I didn't answer maybe something or that I didn't cover. We'll love to hear your feedback too. What are some qualities that you look for, um, in a guy or in a girl, whenever it comes to, you know, you know, navigating whether or not this is someone that you want to have as a, a potential dating partner, right? A potential spouse and whatnot too. So I think uh, a lot of these are, are great ones, but we'd love to hear your feedback on, on that too. And uh, we'll go from there. But y'all, thank you so much very much for listening. I trust you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please again, share it out with at least one person. Let them know that you enjoyed it and uh, share it out, share, share the show as well. Y'all, I will talk to you next time. Until then, chase your potential and live a life that makes a positive impact. Talk to you soon. See you guys. Hey, what's going on, Qualified Family? Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I trust you enjoyed the message. You know, with the Qualified brand, our mission is to empower you to chase your potential and live a life that makes a positive impact. You know, ultimately the life that you are qualified to live. You know, but it's not about just being qualified on our own. It's about the fact that God has created us with innate value and divine purpose to live for something bigger than ourselves. You know, a life ultimately that is fulfilling and brings glory and honor to Him. You know, so whether you've never had the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life, or maybe you're like me, you know, and you fell away, kind of did your own, kind of fell away from your faith and kind of did your own thing. I want to encourage you with this. And that is that Jesus still loves you and wants, dude, desires a relationship with you so badly as well. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter how many times you've messed up. It doesn't matter how messed up your past is. It doesn't matter how many times you've missed the mark. It doesn't how many times you you know thought you're going to go one way and you went the other way as well. Your purpose still stands. Not only that, regardless of your past, the love of Christ for you still stands as well. You know, and that's the amazing thing, dude. I, I mean, I've made a point of sharing how crazy my past has been and how many times I messed up. And here's the thing. God is the God of second chances and not only second, but third, fourth, fifth, infinitely amount of chances, man. He just wants that relationship with you. So would you pray this prayer with me? Just repeat the following Just say, father, God, thank you for the amazing work your son, Jesus did by dying on the cross and raising again, forever making me righteous, complete and free from the power of sin. I confess that Jesus is Lord of my life, repent of and ask forgiveness for my sins, and fully surrender my life to you. Use me to make your kingdom great. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, first of all, I am so dang excited for the decision that you just made, and I got to tell you this as well. It says in Luke 15 verse 10 in the Amplified Translation that there is joy in the presence of the angels of God 
over one sinner who repents. So what does that mean to right now? There's a dang party going on in heaven, bro. <laughs> like everyone's going crazy. They're like, hey, this girl, this guy just gave their life to Christ and made the best decision of their life. So seriously, I'm super happy for you and excited for that decision you made. So two things. Number one, I got to tell you, you got to recommend that you need to get a Bible and start reading the New Testament, reading about the life of Christ as well. So whether you download the Bible app off the iTunes store or, you know, for Android, and start reading it there or you know definitely recommend either the amplified translation or the new living translation or even the new king james as translation as well or if you get a, a physical bible as well and start reading that's great but just make sure you start reading and you're know, reading the new testament learn about the life of christ and go from there and start growing that in that relationship and spending time with him second of all there's a special page that I made specifically for this as well on Qualified Pearl's website. That link for that is down below in the description. And it just takes you to some resources that I highly recommend that you get. Books that I've read, um, with the exception of one, there's one called, uh, what is it, Disciplines of a Godly Woman. Clearly haven't read that one. But <laughs> I, uh, I, the other ones I highly recommend, and they're super powerful. This, some great resources that will help you grow, help you improve, and just go deeper in your relationship with Christ as well. So, dude, so happy for you. And if you need anything, definitely feel free to reach out uh, the qualified podcast at gmail.com. Happy to answer any questions that you have. Y'all, have an amazing day. Until next time, chase your potential and live a life that makes a positive impact. We'll talk to you soon. See ya.